you have arrived at your destination. Yeah, for people who don't know, they were a DVD rental service. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what they were back in the day. <laughs> I had to actually explain that uh, to my sister-in-law yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. She's yeah. like, well, I mean, it's Netflix. I'm like, well, back then, they, we, I mean, we had Netflix, but it was DVD. She's like, well, how did you get those over the Internet? I'm like, well, you rented it through a website and they mailed it to you. She just looked at me like, fucking why? What? <laughs> like, what is well, this? it was the only way we could do it. <laughs> what is this caveman bullshit? <laughs> and let's be honest, it was caveman bullshit. Hey, Hoss. How's it going, my man? It's going good, man. Uh, how about that new Roman Reigns theme? It's really good. It's a really good theme. I love that the first SmackDown Live with fans back, they just let it play for like five minutes at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome. I absolutely love Roman Reigns. He's the best thing in wrestling right now. He I is. Mean, he's the best thing in wrestling. AEW included. Like, all of it. Yeah. It's great. I think, like, the... The average content quality on AEW is higher than what you get out of WWE. Yeah. But any content that involves Roman is the best in wrestling right now. Yep. Totally agree. So, uh, <laughs> a small spoiler for anybody who did not watch Money in the Bank uh, in the pre-show, uh, the Usos defeated the Mysterios. Yep. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, uh, Tag Ye- Championships, <clears throat> excuse me. Yep. And so, about an hour into Money in the Bank, they cut to a backstage segment where you know, like Roman is congratulating the Usos and like fucking just starts calling them out. He's like, "Jay, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me and Jimmy." Well, I don't feel like I got to say anything about that. DUI. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he dead eyes them both in the face and goes. You know those are mine, right? Like fucking Debo. Yeah. <laughs> I just need you to hold them for me. Ah, like, so good. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. He's the best character. This mafia boss. Yes. Mafioso. It's so good. And there's nothing else like it on in 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 either product. Like it works so well. Um, I feel like QT Marshall is trying to do his own mafioso oh, thing, but it no, sucks. Doesn't work. Doesn't work at all. QT Marshall no. QT Marshall is a technical wonder in the ring. Uh, do not put a mic in front of him. I'm sorry. He just doesn't no. have the chops yet. He doesn't have the chops. He's um, getting better. But... He's getting better, but it's just like you want to build him up by giving him a stable. It doesn't work. Like, I just like there's no he doesn't have a coach's vernacular. to. <laughs> you you want to build him up by just losing repeatedly to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> all right, so. Cody's just going to beat all these guys on his own. Is that uh-huh. what this is? So, and right. somehow make it about like an America beef. Yeah, something. Yeah. And that, yes. you know, I I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, dude, I love America. Don't get me wrong. But like, <laughs> he's acting like it's 1975 and we got the Ruskies beating at the door, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> right. It's, know. it's like the biggest, the biggest foreign opponent is like the UK. It's like, yeah, we've been allies with the UK for like centuries. Let's not like, I don't really, it's, it's not. I know he wanted to go old school. I didn't know he wanted to go world war one era. Right. It's <laughs> like, this is, this is a bit much. I feel like, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I still I still enjoy AEW. So, but um, yeah, it, 
Roman Reigns, top tier, top tier guy. Um, oh my god! But that yeah. was our that was our wrestling corner, Hoss. Which means it's time for the Video Struck Podcast, where we talk about video games and sometimes movies because that's what we did last week. We talked about a movie, um, but we're talking video games this week, Hoss. We're talking about uh, a killed in action uh, uh, video game war or console wars uh, casualty. The Ouya. Ah, uh, yes, the Ouya. The O U Y A Ouya. Um, big, big game changing uh, console in uh, in in the console wars. Um, it was <clears throat> so uh, much in the way that right now uh, people are probably fed up with uh, you know supply chain issues out of the Xbox and the PlayStation and video cards for PCs and shit like that. Mm -hmm. They came out at a time where in the, it, this seems funny now, uh, but at nearing the end of the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3's life cycle, a lot of people thought that, uh, that consoles were dead, that tablets and cell phones and mobile devices and, you know, like tablet PCs and all these other things, which were getting to the point where they were relatively comparable to Xbox 360 and PS4 mm-hmm. in some ways mm-hmm. that those would just catch up. And then I guess people never thought that we would get higher resolution than 720p right? or have any aspirations higher than 30 FPS or whatever. But it's just weird. Like I... Because there were a lot of people that, and he would heard this for years, like well, games are never going to get looking better than this. And I'm like, I fucking hope they do. And then <laughs> they'd be like, well, just you know, no, nobody's ever going to want to buy a console again. I said, what? Why? Like, I just, I never, I never knew who these people were that were saying this, or why anybody else ever listened to them. Totally. So, agree. so this conversation is happening, and. Mm. At the same time, this is when Nintendo is pitching Wii U with, well, it's a console, but it's a tablet. Yeah. And then you had the other end of this where uh, Ouya was the first one to dip their toe in the water. Yeah. uh, Of an Android-powered, small form factor video game console. Right. That was going to take a lot of the kinds of experiences that you were able to have on your phones Mm -hmm. and put them onto your TV. And I, before we, we will go into our topic of the day later on, but the first thing I'll lay on the table is that the first thing that the Ouya showed, if you go back to that original pitch video that was on their fucking Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. was a super slick, super, uh, super snappy uh, user interface and Minecraft. Yeah. And they never got either of those things. Nope. (laughs) The first thing they showed Never made it, so so you can you can see how the rest of that episode's gonna go. A little bit of a preview for later on, uh, for sure. Uh, but let's get into uh, a little bit of news, a little bit of gaming news out. Amazingly, in this time of little to no gaming news whatsoever, um, uh, Netflix came out and had a little presentation that they're adding games to their platform. So, yeah, getting into the gaming market. Yeah, they're they're getting into it more like right now in the mobile end of things, but they've definitely shown that they have some interest in here because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of small fish in the gaming puddle Mm -hmm. that they could gobble up for small amounts of money. 
because we they have Im- they're entrenched in the nastiest of wars right now for video content. Yeah. Uh, so between Peacock, mm-hmm. uh, who has all that NBC and Universal content and just paid a billion dollars to get all the WWE content in mm-hmm. the United States. Yep. Uh, you know, you've got HBO Max, which paid all that money to Warner Brothers to get all those uh, day one movies like Space Jam that just came out last week and shit like that for the next year and a half. Yep. Um, uh, and then Peacock announced last week that when that contract expires mid next year, that all those uh, uni- uh, Warner Brothers movies and Universal movies that were going directly to HBO Max, those are all going to Peacock. Yep. <laughs> so it's yeah. about to get fucking interesting, you guys. Um, yeah. And I noticed you didn't mention Disney Plus in that, uh, mainly because I think Disney Plus is actually taking a massive hit. But, you know, uh supposedly i don't know if that's true or not but well we'll the thing with disney plus is that right now i'm i'm sure their subscribership is incredibly high Mm -hmm. uh because they gave it to me with an at&t no verizon phone plan right they just gave it to you so it's like yeah i'm sure they have tens or hundreds of millions of users but how many people are paying for it yeah it's true uh and then like you know, like Black Widow, I was at my buddy's house and he just went ahead and rented or bought it or whatever. And it was like $35. It's $30 for that. And I can understand that if you're a family and you're, it would be, you know, if you, if it was you, your, your, your significant other and your kids, like that's more than 30 bucks to go to the theater for some popcorn. You know, it's a popcorn too. So but don't you get ambiance at a movie theater? Yeah, I get a little bit, but it's just like, if you just want to sound. Get, I get, well, if you have a nice, if you have a nice like TV or something like you know, like, like, you know, what I'm saying for home theaters and stuff like that, it makes sense to just do it at home and not deal with like you know going to the theaters because you know it can suck to go to the theaters too. Uh, it sucked know. to watch Black Widow. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I didn't think it sucked. Um, I, perfectly, low, low, it, it was a lower tier experience. Sure, sure, two I, out I, of five. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. We, we we went over it last week. Go yeah. listen to our podcast from last week about our thoughts about Black Widow. But uh, I think this is pretty smart by Netflix because yeah, you have this, you have this, um, uh, this avenue, uh, and apparently they're not adding any cost on for these games either yet i'm sure they'll be because netflix always adds more cost well, to what you, they're doing. you have to get usership up so that you can say well hey 30 percent of our users are using a bunch mm-hmm. of this so we're going to raise our price another two dollars right yeah the yeah. problem is with everybody inching up all of these services two to five dollars yeah. uh, what yeah. point do i start cutting these things off because yeah yeah, yeah. We talked about this before, but you know this is going to add money to here, but like in our house right now, we have Netflix and Discovery Plus and Hulu and Sling, mm-hmm. which just went up to 42 fucking dollars yeah. a month which, from which is, $22. Which is still somehow cheaper than YouTube TV. I get a hell of a lot less channels, but I do get only the channels I want, coincidentally enough. Yeah. yeah. My wife gets Hallmark and I get USA and TNT and TBS. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm switching over because that's all I need is TNT and and uh, and uh, 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 USA. Yeah. And, and I have bunny ears to get Smackdown. So. Yeah. So there you go. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a little bit uh, uh, wonky. And you're going to see drop offs, more and more drop offs from that stuff, too. Like, you know, but I think Netflix is doing this pretty, pretty smartly. Yeah. By widening out in such a way, because mm-hmm. if you think about, you know, I, I kind of broached on this a little bit at the beginning of that conversation is that, you know, to buy a string of fil- exclusive film rights or even the whole studios to make films is incredibly expensive. It is. And Absolutely. buying a couple of game studios to make you some mobile games mm-hmm. or licensing some shit to be on your service. Yeah. That's got to be cheaper, right? It's, it's got to be cheaper than a whole movie production. Absolutely. And and they've been in the red with their movie produ- for, for their TV and movie production for a while. I think they I think they hit forever. The yeah. <laughs> it's just because they just kept like we have to have as much content as possible to throw on here. Uh, to keep people coming back, um, you know, and which is why animation has had this giant boom in this uh, recent thing, because it's an easy thing to sit kids down in front of that they'll enjoy. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm one for animation being, you know, a, a medium for, you know, pretty much everybody. But you know, it's been nice to see the, the idea of like uh, the cost that it takes to make an animated show uh, is much more viable in the tank of a subscriber service rather than a cable service. Cause you have to basically like have ratings, not you have to have Simpsons ratings to self fund an animation production, right? Cause it's so expensive to make, uh, you have to pay, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, thousands of hours to draw stuff on, you know, on a, on a computer screen for, you know, uh, uh, for, for, uh, for half an hour of content. Um, so it, the, the, the variation of that shifting over to this, subscri- you know, paid for subscriptor service to where people can sit down in front of it and, and keep their subscribership going as long as there's content makes sense, which is why it made sense to dump a bunch of money into movie production as well and, and TV production. Uh, uh, you have to have that catalog there. Um, and Netflix took this took this um, original content idea way back in the day like when Hulu was their only competitor, you know, because Hulu was getting TV stuff. It was basically bringing over like stuff from NBC and things like that. And, you know, Netflix had a few deals with other things, but they were, they, they went very hard and concentrating on the idea that we're going to make new things for this platform so they can only get it with our platform. Um, And taking that into the games, into the game era, I think is a pretty good idea because you have other things to supplement it. So uh, I think it's smart. So, well, and you're dipping your toe into <clears throat> a puddle that doesn't have anybody else in it yet. Yes. Yeah. So you're not competing. Yeah. Other than, you know, Game Pass and stuff like that, which, you know. Well, is, but uh, this is, is all mobile stuff for right now. Right. So you're yes. not even competing with that. True. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so they are the first people, as they always are. They have been the trailblazer. They have. All, uh, every time. Yeah. Absolutely. The limousine riding, jet yeah. flying, kiss dealing, wheeling dealing. It's Son true. of a gun. Uh, for people who don't Netflix. know, yeah. For people who don't know, they were a DVD rental service. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what they were back in the day. <laughs> I had to actually explain that uh, to my sister-in-law. Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, she's yeah. like, "Well, I mean, it's Netflix." I'm like, "Well, back then, they we, I mean, we had Netflix, but it was DVD." She's like, "Well, how did you get those over the internet?" I'm like, "Well, you rented it." through a website and they <laughs> mailed it to you. She just looked at me like, fucking why? What? <laughs> I'm like, what is well, this? it was the only way we could do it. What is this caveman bullshit? <laughs> and let's be honest, 
it was caveman bullshit. I mean, yeah, uh, it was. It was it, honestly, I had Netflix, but even I will admit that was a weird solution to an odd, an odd problem. Is yeah. it like, well, Blockbuster's too expensive. Well, uh, why don't you just wait for days on end for this thing to come in the mail? It's like, yeah, but like I could just walk in a Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You it's know, true. yeah, it's true. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the the one other thing I'll say about this is that that actually dovetails pretty well into what I've been watching, right? Uh, yeah. For the last week, okay. Um, so, have you seen the previews for the show Doctor Death on Peacock? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. For is it is it Doctor Death Steve Williams? God, I, when I first saw the name, I thought, holy shit, they're really buying into this wrestling thing. But no, <laughs> no, All right. no, it's apparently this doctor who okay. uh, this is based on a real story. Oh, and at the end of the month, the, the real documentary is coming up. But this is a this is a dramatized TV show oh. and everyone's fucking in it. OK, so uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer, uh, Alec Baldwin. Christian Slater, uh, the guy who plays Doctor Death, Doctor Death himself, is fucking uh, Joshua Jackson, the guy from uh, uh, Dawson's Creek. There's also what was that show that with was a J.J. Abrams show, Frail, uh, uh, Fringe, Fringe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, he's the brown haired guy from that. Yeah, yeah, Charlie from uh, yeah Charlie from Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Yes, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Take it back even farther than Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so like there is, and there, there's a ton of other people that you will absolutely recognize in this thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's this fucking doctor that all of his patients start having massive complications and a lot of them start dying from elective neck surgeries. Huh. And this shit actually fucking happened. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's some of the stuff will give you the willies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially like, uh, you know, like this. Why is he still in there? That procedure was supposed to take two hours. And it's like four hours later and they just show a visual of him and he's just like fucking beaten on this guy's fucking spine. What the f- what? Yes. Jesus Christ. And this actually fucking happened. That's ridiculous. Oh, my and God. It's it, it's all about like accountability and how rather than actually accepting that one of their doctors had fucked something up, they just write him a good letter, a letter of recommend, uh, letter of recommendation and just say, get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And how our whole system is designed upon. Like if I, if I ever end up, you know, accepting any responsibility, that's bad for our hospital. Right. Right. (laughs) Man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was awesome. That's Um, nuts. I recommend it. It's on Peacock. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There we it's go. really well filmed too. When you talk like prestige television, mm-hmm. this is that. This yeah. is very like, and I haven't liked Alec Baldwin in something in like twenty fucking years. Uh, <laughs> when did The Departed come out? Then that was yeah. the last time. I liked Alec the last Baldwin. Time. <laughs> that was the last time. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, so yeah, like he's he's fucking incredible in this. And Christian Slater is. I mean, he's totally Christian Slater. Right. But Christian Slater's fucking awesome. So. Yeah. I'm sure Kelsey Grammer's awesome in it as well. He's always great. Um, oh, what a stuffed shirt asshole he is in this one. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good at that. Yeah, he's um, really good at it. Uh, really, so, yeah. down to, really down to earth dude, that guy, but just plays that stuffy elitist a-hole really well. 
uh, really, offense. really does. Like it, yeah. it, it has a scene where he's talking to Joshua Jackson's character and basically dresses him down as like, you know, cause uh, Joshua Jackson shows up late for this presentation, knocks it out of the park. Everybody's blown away. And uh, Kelsey Grammer has this way of like patting him on the back and saying, you did a good job. If you ever show up late again, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> you know? like, Whoa. All nice. right. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it, it's really fucking good. Um, nice. So yeah, I like, I like that show a lot, um, but um, you want to talk about some stuff we've been playing? Yeah. Let's talk about some stuff we've been playing. Uh, uh yeah. So yeah, I will lead off with the new thing that I've been playing for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a bit of time playing Prodeus. Prodeus. Maybe it's Proteus. Possibly uh, Proteus. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, th- given the fact that it's like all this, like it's basically an homage to what if Doom never got made until we had the technology of Quake One, and these guys totally played that Doom mod uh, <laughs> that has all the blood in it. Right. Um, It's basically like a 3D with sprite based effects poured onto it. First person shooter, gritty 90s look um, that is just doused in the most blood you've ever seen. Um, Right. So I guess when I I say, yes, gritty is all shit. Um, And I guess when I say, like 90s looking shooter. I mean, it's it's a 90s shooter top to bottom. Um, it is a point to point with uh, keys that you have to find and keys unlock doors right. and secret areas. And this is Doom 1 in structure. Right. Um, and it's fucking cool, man. It's not done. It's still in early access, but it's on Game Pass on, uh, on PC. I believe it's getting pretty close to being 1.0. I would recommend you go check it out if you're into that twitchy, you know, like super 90s fast paced flip around and shoot a guy behind you because a door just, you know, tripped open kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, I like it a lot. I like the the guns feel really punchy. Explosive barrels do fuck tons of damage to everything. And, you know, it's that kind of, you know, run and gun and jump and you know, have a good time action that you got out of like doom one and those build engine games like Duke Nukem 3d mm-hmm. um, and Hexen and heretic. It is very much of that time. Yeah. Um, and I love it. I, I think it's super cool. Like I, I kind of think that I wish the game had a little bit more personality mm-hmm. uh, in some ways, if I, if I was going to level some criticism at it, because I do feel like in the wake of, uh, Doom 2016 being so much like uh, original Doom, but just adding, you know, layers and layers and layers of personality on top of it. Mm-hmm. I think that this ends up feeling a little bit strange. Right. Uh, or I wouldn't say strange. I would say just a little lacking. Uh, but as far as pure technology and shooting goes, man, this fucking game rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does look really, like, really cool and really polished, like with uh, with all yes. the blood spray and everything. Very well, and this was <clears throat> when this thing got in early access originally, I had taken a look at it. I, I did not play it, but I took a look at some video and you could see that they were onto something. It just needed the guns needed more punch and uh, the environments needed to widen out a little bit. They were a little bit too close. Yeah, uh, because, you know, if there is one thing that like. Uh, you know, I tie to those old games. It's like, you know, circle strafing around the devil. 
and shit like that. Like, I need a lot of room to do that. (laughs) Exactly. uh, You know, like when Satan's in the middle of the room, A, I want him to be huge and B, I want to be able to have enough room to kind of move around. You know, the icon of sin, you know, I need to be able to thread some rockets in there and stuff like that. So uh, I think they've they've definitely taken a lot of uh, really positive cues and that game is close to 1.0 and on Game Pass. And I'd say check it out, man. It seems cool. Yeah. Yeah, it does look really cool. I like it. I like how it looks. So there you go. Uh, and you've also played a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV some more, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to like drive this into the ground or anything. I just kind of want to give a quick check into like what's going on because I have gotten a bit farther. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a chocobo now. You got a um, mountain chocobo. Yeah, uh, so I can summon that. Um, I have... <clears throat> uh, I've done several more of the events and dungeons now. And uh, now I'm actually, I just finished today getting myself caught up. I did not realize that I needed to go back to the Lancer Guild and mm-hmm. do I, every five levels, like a series of missions to get my Lancer level up. Mm-hmm. Because all right, so the confusing thing about this game, and I don't really know why they did it this way, but that's fine, um, is that you have your level of your character, and then you have your MSQ level. That's main story quest level. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have your level with your guild. And those are all completely separate. Okay. So just and if you go, if your level is like, say, 35, and you go to do a Lancer quest that's level 20 because you forgot to do them like I did because I'm an idiot, mm. um, it will just like say, hey, man, if you're above X level, we're going to uh, basically we're going to squish your character back down for this mission. We're, they're going to throttle your level right. down to what the maximum would be. So 25 or 30 or whatever it is. Right. Um, so, yeah, like there. So it does behoove you to go back and do your Lancer, you know, whatever your que- uh, your uh, your job uh, quests are. A, because they give you pretty good gear from that. B, that levels you up in there and that gets you closer to like my Lancer will eventually turn into a Dragoon. So for you to actually get there, you have to do all those Lancer missions. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. basically I'm getting into like kind of I'm at the midpoint of uh, a Realm Reborn. Uh, I'm around level 30 ish on everything. And I think that goes up to like level 50. So here's where I'm going to start to hit the the grind. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still really enjoying it. I think the game is is opening up. There's a lot more dialogue. Like the farther I get along in this, people start talking a bunch more. Yeah. Uh, which could be good or bad. I like when they don't talk because it lets me skip through it. Um, <laughs> a lot of this stuff I don't give a fuck about. Some of it's actually kind of cool. But I mean, a lot of it's just like, I uh, we sent him to the forest. Can you go look? Like, yeah, I could just click through that and sure. you could put something on my map and that would have been sweet. Sure. We can do that. We can go, we can go yeah. jam out to that. That'd be fun. Sure. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, man, let's do it. Right. There we go. I'll witch her over here and do a yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Just I'll, I'll hop on my little chocobo and it's going to play the cool chocobo music and then I'll just <laughs> waddle over there and have a good time. Does it have the chocobo riding music it on it? Ah, it's great. That's ah, great. I love it. It does. Uh, ah, it's good stuff. It's uh, the, if there is like one thing that I would just temper your expectations for, and I still say you should play this game with me because mm-hmm. I have now bought it. It was on sale. Mm-hmm. It was on sale for so cheap that I'd be stupid to not buy it. Right. Uh, but like the hundred dollar pack, I got it for like twenty bucks. Mm. It's on sale right now in the Square Enix store. 
right. and it comes with a free month. So now I'm on paying time once this month's up. But uh, so yeah, I'm basically I bought everything that's out now for twenty bucks. Yeah. So uh, I just went ahead and did it instead of paying a hundred dollars later. So. Nice. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I went ahead and uh, and hopped on there. So if you got an account, I could just j- join up with you and walk you through everything. Yeah. Uh, so you could see everything that that game has to offer. Rock on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love it. I'm uh, I'm continuing to have a really good time with it. Like, I cannot wait to get to later stuff that apparently looks better because yeah. some of this looks a little right. I, I feel like I'm doing a disjustice to my, uh, my 3080 because, all right, so I was playing it earlier. And uh, I noticed I was getting um, like a couple of frame hitches here and there. Come to find out I was still mining Bitcoin and my card was throttled. And yeah. I was still like mostly hanging above 60 FPS and 4K maximum. I'm like, mm-hmm. this, this game really doesn't do my rig justice. <laughs> but yeah, That's I turned fine. everything back up and it started singing along. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one thing that uh, I will I will probably uh, just go ahead and grab this game and play it along with you. Do you have it on PC? So you have you have PC, right? Yeah, and you got to yeah. get it through the Square Enix store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got to put another store on my computer. Cool. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, you don't. It's just oh. a launcher. Uh, okay, it's it a is launcher. just a, it's just like a one off game launcher. Okay, cool. Um, but the you picked Lancer, and I was looking at like the classes and everything and building stuff up, and uh, the Lancer looks the most like Kane Highwind from Final Fantasy Four. So that's probably who I would have been. But since you're a Lancer, I'm probably not going to be a Lancer because that's boring. So <laughs> it's like, that's like one thing that's kind of stopping me, but I, I will definitely get on there though. So, uh, uh, you know, like man, be, there's some cool mages, man. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah th- there are some, that's actually one thing that I will give the game a lot of credit for is that like all of the classes are very different. Yeah. Um, and have like some really cool stuff going on with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, much in the same way that like, despite the fact that destiny only had like three classes. Yeah. They're really different. Yeah. Uh, and this one has like for an MMO, I would actually say it has like less classes and races and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but they're all really different. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so I'll, I'll give them them credit for that. You, this one, they, uh, where this is not a PVE game, so it's not like Horde versus Alliance, like uh, World of Warcraft is. Right. They didn't have to come up with two different versions of, well, these are the weird elves that live in the forest. Right. Yeah. You yeah. just come up with one weird elf that lives in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that kind of shit. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I will say that you know, like my time with this game has been like surprisingly positive. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been frustrated a couple of times, and then the the couple of times that I got frustrated, like barreling through this thing on solo, it just gave me an option to say, like, "Hey, man, do you want to drop this one mission down from normal to easy?" And yeah. I said, "Yeah," and then I just breeze through it because the only missions I've had struggles with so far are usually like my guild missions that are right at the end of a level path, mm-hmm. and the two that I had trouble with it was, "Hey, you got to go kill these boars," and I can't heal anyone else, but the guy that I was with would die. Yeah. And yeah. I was fine. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, what was I supposed to do? What do you do with this? I don't know. Oh, man. And it's like, maybe they were yelling at me for not doing enough DPS and not pulling enough shit over. But I'm like, hey, I'm dodging attacks and trying to stay alive here. I, right. I don't know. It, 
who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for that to be my two minor annoyances, and then for after me dying twice, them giving me the option to just, hey, you want to drop this down a little bit? And then I walked through it. I was like, this is fine. Yeah. This is all. Also, you don't have to do that World of Warcraft corpse run shit. You just start right back there and just do it. Yeah. That right. was really nice. I mean, all that, like, you know, I talked before about them shaving off all the rough edges. I don't even know how many rough edges they've shaved off. Yeah. It's kind of all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 been an impressive uh, experience. I think uh, Square Enix deserves all of the accolades they've gotten for this because this is uh, surprisingly good. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's Final Fantasy check in. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe I'll wait a couple weeks until I uh, uh, I want to get towards the end of my Lancer run. So either if I'm really productive this week, maybe we'll chat about it next week. If not, we'll just go ahead and skip it and uh, move on to some other things. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. I, oh, there was one other thing that, was, that is slightly video game related, but also animation related for my other podcast. Okay. Um, uh, the trailer for uh, The Witcher. Uh, Nightmare of the Wolf dropped for Netflix. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, I have not. Yeah. So they're doing an animated series of The Witcher about Geralt's uh, mentor. Um, I, I want to, I can't remember what his name was there. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a prequel series uh, to, uh, to Geralt's uh, whole adventures and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it looks really cool. I will definitely, I'll, I'll have to send that over to you. Um, because uh, you know it, it, it looks really rad. I love the studio that does it. You know they they've done a lot of stuff for Netflix uh, so far. They did the Dragon. They did the uh, the Dota uh, uh, the Dota cartoon that came out recently. Which I don't know if you've watched that yet either. Uh, that's pretty dope. Um, I don't really care about Dota. I don't give. Yeah, you know, I don't care about Dota at all. But uh, but yeah, I, I like negatively care about Dota. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing about it. But that, I actually. I, kind of wish it ill <laughs> yeah but that was a cool thing and uh also there uh but th- th- this will be from the same studio and it looks really cool there's something about hunting demons that's like really in right now with uh with animation everybody seems to be doing it uh castlevania i think blew up and now everybody's trying to get on that castlevania game so um but yeah it, it looks like some good old you know uh vesemir that's his name uh Geralt's, uh 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 uh, mentor from from I guess his younger days or something. So it'll be more about uh, him, and uh, it looks uh, really cool. I think it looks awesome, and people should definitely check it out. Uh, if that sounds know. awesome, yeah, I I've been meaning to uh, catch up on some that. Like I have not watched the uh, most recent season of Castlevania on there, mm. and I've been wanting to watch that Resident Evil anime. Yeah, yeah, I I, I want you to watch. I, I want to see what your opinion is of the Resident Evil anime. Have you watched it? I have, yeah, I've watched it. All right, well, I'll watch it for next time. Now that I know that you've seen it, I'll watch it for okay. next time. We can talk about it a little bit. It won't be like topic of the show or anything, but we yeah. should talk about it. Cool, absolutely, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think we could cover the whole thing as a topic of the show, but that's you know, it's. Uh, I don't know why they split up into four episodes. It's just a movie. Like it's literally like the length of a movie. They could just release it as a movie. It was very bizarre. Um, but um, yeah, maybe people find it less uh intimidating if like i can watch one episode of this it's not like i'm gonna sit down and watch this whole movie a lot of people that get kind of scared off of like trying something if they think they have to sit down for two hours because i guess most people like won't turn off a movie once it's going yeah i guess that shit all the time yeah i do it all the time too well that that's that's what i think they that's how i think they should have released the snyder cut they should have did four episodes of an hour long because that's how i watched it and 
I thought that was much better than sitting for four hours. So, uh, what know. was uh, the Scorsese movie, The Irishman? Irishman, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. that in two two hour chunks. Okay, see, I haven't watched that one yet either. I need to watch. That's that. good. Yeah, that's good. Of course it is. It's Scorsese uh, and 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 Pesci and you know. Well, and I'm gonna have more of an attachment to it than you would because it's about Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, and I grew up in Detroit. Mm. The home of the Teamsters. Yep. <laughs> and the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. Like, we grew up with, like, oh, you yeah. know, you couldn't dig a hole in a sandbox without saying, like, be careful now. You might be digging up Hoffa's body. <laughs> it's you got to call the fucking cops. <laughs> <laughs> digging up Hoffa. Can't be doing that. Oh, man. Yeah, it, th- that was just, that was the that was the playground joke because we were all apparently super dark. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Uh Oh, but man. yeah, I, uh, I I think that like if if that gets more people to dip their toe in some of those stuff, yeah, cut it up into episodes. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, but we'll definitely watch that for sure. Uh, and maybe we'll watch. Maybe we'll talk about Castlevania too. I'd love to talk about that, like uh, with you, because and you should watch Doctor Death. Yeah, watch the first episode. And let me know what you think. Right on. It's right only on. eight episodes. We're halfway through it. Holy shit! It's so good. <laughs> cool. Sounds great. Uh, we'll have to, I'll have to watch that for sure. But that's going to do it for all that. We're heading into our topic of the day, Haas, which is the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Macho Man Randy Savage game console. The oh, yeah. Um, no, Macho Man was not uh, related to this at all. Um, I think he died maybe the same year it came out, though. When did the oh, yeah come out? Uh, I believe uh, the Macho Man died in oh, 2011. Yes, he died two years prior to the Ouya coming out. Yes, which is sad. Um, yeah, he stopped the rapture. That's what he did. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, you know, yeah. R.I.P. Brother Al Camping. He, he proved him wrong. Anyway, let's uh, uh, let's talk about the Ouya Haas. What is the Ouya? The Ouya is a controller and a and a tiny little box, and it's it's a it it. It's mobile games, uh, whatever. You go ahead. All right, I'll start from the start here. Yes. Uh, so back in 2011, a Kickstarter was started. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, a few like bigger name folks behind it, but the more than Julie Ehrman, uh, who is the founder and CEO of Ouya, uh, who had a lot of experience in television and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, more so than her name was the idea that had been propagated for a while that, you know, fuck all these big name people. We don't need them anymore. You're right. Sony's and Microsoft's. Right. Uh, in reality, these people just wanted like a good small computer. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't like a shit ton of money, which are like a dime a dozen now. Right. Uh, but at the time it, that wasn't really, uh, you know, the computer in your living room thing thing was either you had like a very high powered game computer uh, plugged in or like a home theater PC that was basically just to play videos. Right. You know, there were, there weren't a lot of people out there making like small form factor stuff that was actually decently powerful and easily upgradable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Ouya is just the guts of a phone. Yes, it is. It was like a Snapdragon uh, uh, processor with a built in GPU uh, and the promise was that this little Rubik's Cube size thing with this controller 
plugs into your TV, and it's a set-top box solution uh, that'll run applications. It'll run Android. It's going to have its own custom UI. It's right. going to have dedicated development to it, so your first-party kind of experiences like you'd get with Nintendo or Microsoft or Sony. Right. Uh, you could root it yourself, uh, much as you can root you know, most Android devices, but you can root it with impunity. Mm-hmm. So if you rooted the device and something went wrong with it, it would you would not ruin your warranty, right? So they, they, this was like a completely uh, you know open development environment in a day where none of those con- you know new consoles that were coming out, your PS4s and Xbox Ones were backwards compatible, and they all made you use their new controllers. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just, the Ouya had a game plan in mind, right. and that was to basically just try to be everything to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's an admirable failure, but they are not innocent in this failure. No, no, not at all. Um, Julie Ehrman was the was the big pusher behind this thing, correct? Uh, of uh, yeah. Android. She was. Uh, yes, the, she yeah. uh, she had a big background in like TV stuff and set top boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that was where she came from. And at the time, I think she was like president of the Android gaming or something to that, that degree. There was something yeah, she came yeah. over from uh, Google or some contractor from Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of her uh, history is a little. Let me go look her up and you just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So she, she was the big driver behind this thing. If you if you were to look at like old pressers from this thing, you'd, you'd get some little interviews of like some of the developers or some of the um, uh, the tech guys. But she was always kind of the face of this thing as it was out there. The uh, the Kickstarter was incredibly successful. Uh, I think it made eight million dollars uh, in its uh, in its original Kickstarter. Um, and that was even, that was even overshadowed by like other pledges that came afterwards. It, it really piled on like it, this was a, this was a super successful, um, uh, gaming, uh, Kickstarter. And as you know, all gaming Kickstarters always have a happy ending forever and always. Um, this oh, one, yeah. this one I would say is not the sad ending for the normal reasons that gaming Kickstarters usually have. I don't think, um, I I would no. I would um, I'll, say I'll yeah. I'll lay out some of the early struggles, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about the more you know sad struggles yes. later on. Sure, sure. Um, so the the initial struggles were uh, with this were uh, it was late to market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these people had had kickstarted this in 2011, and they were told they would get this by like mid to late 2012. Yeah. Well, mid to late 2012 was when all the developers finally got theirs, and people who actually kickstarted this thing didn't get it till like a couple of weeks before or even after the light uh, the release date mm-hmm. because uh, Ouya themselves got screwed or dropped the ball or however you want to look at it yep. on the final units getting done and like places like GameStop and Best Buy they had to deliver the amounts that they had sold. Yeah. To them. Yeah. So even though that amounted to you still not having your kickstarted unit and units just sitting on the shelves, not getting bought at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you can just walk in with your token and say like, I kickstarted this. Can I just have it? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was, 
it was a, a very botched launch. The yeah. uh, the launch was also hampered by the fact that in shipping, uh, like some of the actual Ouya units were damaged. Like it, there were even uh, you know cases of it being shook enough that like the uh, the CPU fans fell off, so the unit would just immediately overheat as soon as you turned it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, their controller, which God, I wish I could find this article that one of their chief technical folks had described as their Stradivarius. Okay. That's controller. a controller that like that's... all other controllers are like using, you know, a fake Telecaster. And this is their Stradivarius, which is like the most expensive violin you can buy. Yes, exactly. I was about to say Stradivarius. And this controller sucks shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Um, it, it, it wasn't a good control. I remember feeling it. You, When you had yours, I, I want to say you got one, correct? Um, did you get one? Oh, no, 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 no you didn't. What, what? Who was it? Someone someone handed me this controller. Someone got one of these things and handed me the controller. Uh, I believe I borrowed one from a buddy at one okay. point, and that, that's probably your exposure to That it. might have been it, and handed it to me, and he said, yeah, what is yeah, I borrowed it from a buddy and played Towerfall on it with that, you. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and you handed me that controller, and he said, what does that feel like to you? And I said, it feels like one of those, like, it was like the worst thing in the world, but I was like, but it feels like one of those SpongeBob, like, game in controller games that you kind of plug in coaxially to your TV for your kid. Like, that's kind of what yeah. it Yeah, I, I always felt like it was the... Uh... You know, the equivalent of like, remember when Mad Cats was making those really bad N64 knockoff controllers? Yeah. It felt <laughs> like that kind of quality work. Everything, everything you touched on it made like a squeaky noise because it wasn't like sized right. Yeah. <laughs> so like everything rubbed. Yeah. And none of the springs like felt oiled. So like everything just like it was just like a like a screechy nightmare when mm -hmm. you it. also it had some of the worst Wi-Fi I've ever seen on a device. Something about it must be the materials that they put that thing in or something. Its antennas could not connect to Wi-Fi for shit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And those controllers uh, their version of Bluetooth that they ran on, it was a nightmare. I had better connectivity and dead zone support through a uh, a wireless PS3 controller hooked up to it. Right. Because yeah. I could use a PS3 controller on it because it accepted Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. And that, those controllers weren't even, quote-unquote, officially supported. Right. So, yeah. you yeah. know you got problems. Yeah, uh, you know, it was it was extremely hackable in a lot of ways and deliberately so. It was supposed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you you could basically, yeah, you know, like you said, you can mod into it and stuff like that. And that was kind of the, the, the gimmick. So I guess like having like a Wi-Fi being like you can just use any Wi-Fi uh, controller if you need to. You know, I guess that would have been sort of the idea behind it, right? Well, so. the idea of like a BYO sort of system, I can yeah. dig it. Mm -hmm. But like, so that actually leads me, you, you talked a little bit about like the, the hackableness of that and the interface and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That actually leads into one of the biggest issues that I had with that thing from day one and they never fixed it is so once you get past like the most tertiary 
top levels mm-hmm. of that, like a games list and maybe like connecting a controller settings. Yeah. Every menu you went into lower than that was looked completely different because it was just out of base Android. Right. And one thing that you should know about base Android is that base Android is a touch interface. Yeah. So it made navigating these menus with a controller like cumbersome and dumb and had all kinds of options in there that you would never need for a device like this. So I don't know why you wouldn't just obfuscate them so you couldn't find them. Right. You know, it's just there, there was... I have never played a system that felt less finished. Yeah. I've I've played with systems, believe it or not, I've played with a lot of like hacked things and stuff like that that perform worse. Yeah. But I've never played something that feels like as disconnected as this. Like once you start getting into all those Android menus, you're like, how the fuck do I even get out of here? Uh <laughs> And they no. just like kind of dropped you off. Like it's yeah. the Ouya was a bus that was supposed to be taking you to the fire fest. And then they just said, all right, later. <laughs> and you're like, all right, cool. We're at the fire. Here, here, here's your sandwich and your, <laughs> and your FEMA tent. Bye. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. It's just, it was uh it was a very, very like a, yeah. appalling nightmare. Yeah. Um, and you could tell immediately that like this wasn't going to get any better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually was able to dig up the guts of this thing. So this runs on a NV, uh, NVIDIA Tigra three, uh, which was a cell phone uh, processor. It was an SOC system on a chip um, that was by the time this thing came out, like a couple of years old. Um. Mm-hmm. The it's got one gig of DDR3 RAM in it. So, I mean, like, you can already tell that, like, so this is coming out six months before the uh, the PS4, which is $400. Yes, I understand this thing's $99. Mm-hmm. But you start looking about this thing's ability to compete in any way uh, as just being incomprehensible. Like, the and you could say that about something like the Switch, but the Switch had. Its processor was designed to be worked on television, so it was designed to run at those red resolutions. Mm-hmm. Also, the Switch sold so many units that people were willing to invest money to make shit work. Yeah. And so I guess that brings us to exclusive content. Yes. There were yeah, several but- developers that had uh, signed up mm-hmm. uh, for this Free the Games Fund. Yes. Yeah. That was... <laughs> the, the model yeah the notes the, actually pulled out of this this wikipedia folder on here yeah. uh it they actually use the phrase the, the free the games fund is a scheme to help developers <laughs> well, that seems biased. that's a good, a good use of that word there <laughs> that seems biased doesn't it i mean uh scheme implies like i guess intent to of of, uh, of of fraud of some type doesn't it i don't think that they i don't know uh it seems yeah. a bit brutal <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed like a really cool idea. It's like uh, Ouya right. would match the Kickstarter campaign if a minimum target of $50,000 was reached. Right. Uh, and if the game remained an Ouya exclusive for six months. Yeah. So that was 
that was like a really good idea, but there have been a lot of allegations since then right. of uh, people not actually getting that money. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that, uh, that, that that's always hard to, you know, like uh, you never know what's going to be left over from, you know, uh, initial investments and stuff like that. So making promises like that is like you should probably have a backup of of capital for uh, for a lot of that stuff to make sure that, that stuff gets put out. But then again, you know, it's, you know, kind of contracts are made to be broken. We all know that. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting uh, because wasn't the model of this is that like, everything was going to be free, right? Like the and it was up to the developers to monetize it. That was something she said early on. I don't know. I don't know if that got overtaken by other messages because the message changed a lot. Well, <laughs> they, I, what I think her initial vision was, and then I think a lot of developers just said, no, we, we don't want to do business that way. Right. Uh, was that, well, all of the most successful games for phones are free. Yes. And they find a way to monetize it inside. Yes. And then Ouya would just take a piece of whatever that monetized piece was. Right. Uh, yes. So the idea that like, uh, so this was around the time that, uh, uh, Phil Fish had been very uh, open about his criticism of Xbox uh, mm-hmm. because uh, his game Fez, mm-hmm. he ended up having to pull a patch for it because there was a uh, there was a bug in the game and he made a patch to fix it, and then there was another bug that was worse in the patch, right? And it could have been fixed, but he had to pay the money to release a patch again, which was like fifty thousand dollars. Right. So what he had him do is just take down the patch, and the uh, the game on three hundred and sixty still has the same bug it's always had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I don't. And Microsoft took a lot of bumps and bruises for that too. Yeah. So this was their attempt to kind of, well, if you didn't have a good experience working on the Xbox, mm-hmm. you can release your game and patch it for free. Right. And then just figure out a way to you know, or make. Everybody downloads the demo and then they can buy the full version from within the game. Right. You know, nobody just outright has to buy it. You always get the the demo free and then you upgrade. Right. So uh, it was kind of the way that she wanted to do this. A lot yeah. of developers didn't want to. So they yeah. ended up moving that around a little bit. I don't think that was necessarily her as much as she was trying to sing the song that the developers would want to sing along with. Right. Yeah. It, it was it was a lot of the pitch was very much like, hey, look, you and anyone can develop for this thing as well. And you can set your own price and we get a piece of that price is basically the idea behind it. I feel like was, was, was the idea because uh, it'll be free to have on the Ouya, but you can set your monetization prices uh, from like, I think it was anywhere between like one ninety nine to fifty nine ninety nine, depending on your whatever for your full experience. So, so you have an experience on it for free, but just like any mobile game, you know, it, it's, it's uh pay to you know pay to whatever not pay to play but you know uh yeah just gated content and stuff like that and they would like take a take a piece of that so that yeah or if it's a more traditional uh mobile style experience you can have your boosters and things like yeah yeah yeah, exactly so that's that was that was kind of her vision and i wasn't sure if that changed like within the the framework of uh what was going on because i can't remember none of the games came out with a with a price tag correct you could just play the games am i Am I crazy on that or I think that that remained true. Yes, I believe that did that did stay on. So um, um, interesting. So the the system wasn't off to a great start. No. Uh, and their free the games campaign 
from what I can see, almost everybody either paid to break their arrangement or did not follow through on it. A lot of people still ended up releasing on the Ouya because they had already put in all the, the development work, but it seems like a lot of people didn't accept the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from what, from what I've been able to find right now, the, the other issue uh, that started to come up was they ended up with, given the light sales throughout 2013, they ended up with uh, an issue with putting the system back out to make more units. Mm-hmm. So they ended up having to take on investors. And that's where Alibaba gets involved in this. And the 40 Thieves. <laughs> no, Alibaba and the AliExpress. Yes, that's it. That's the one. So if you're going to quote the Beastie Boys song instead of Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, <laughs> Alibaba and the AliExpress. Ali- <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I will quote Beastie Boys whenever given the opportunity. It's true. Um, but yeah, so they ended up just taking on uh, cash and then in twenty uh, in, in mid twenty fifteen, Alibaba did not buy on to make this a, a viable ent- uh, enterprise. They right. bought it to help them write their debt and renegotiate their debt, so that in July of twenty fifteen, Razor could buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you got to think what was going on at twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. This is around the time that Nvidia is about to release the Shield, mm-hmm. which is their set top box, which still exists today. Right. Um, which is far more powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Razor being the guys who bring you uh, clicky gamer mice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the uh, uh, when in twenty uh, July of twenty fifteen, that's when Razor ended up buying the company, mm-hmm. and they and they took on the entire company. And it doesn't sound like they did a whole lot of layoffs to the dev team and all that kind of stuff because they needed that to build their Shield Enterprise. Right. Um, which is nice. So a lot of the people who are actually in the trenches doing a lot of the hard work here, it sounds like they were uh, they, they were not just tossed out on they asses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, a lot of the Ouya stuff was actually brought under an umbrella uh, called Forge TV. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which was another store that was also on the uh, uh, the Shield uh, marketplace. Uh, eventually all that stuff ended up merging into one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the story of them financially. So they start off with what I don't think most people took into consideration is that yes, they sprinted out to $9.5 million in backers, but that's only 60,000 backers. Yeah. Right. And they made this weird deal with the devil that they spent a lot of their time marketing to people that were going to find ways to not pay for video games. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're going to do that, you need to make money off your hardware. Yes. And they kind of weren't doing that. I mean, I bet they did okay off of selling consoles. I don't think they were selling them for a loss. Right. Uh, you're using like couple year old cell phone hardware and stuff like that. But I think the, you know, the beginning of that sentence sort of, you know, sells it as much as you need to. It was couple year old cell phone hardware. Right. 
that's not hard to get. No, no. So <laughs> I, that, that's also, especially at this time, that wasn't really going to be powerful enough for most of the people that wanted yeah, it. I think, I think maybe all you might need is a cell phone. I think that might be all that you need to get it. Uh, <laughs> I just watched a really cool video about how a guy turned a uh, $90 Android phone off Amazon into a pretty kick-ass desktop computer. Nice. There you go. Uh, it seemed pretty capable for just web browsing and shit. I was like, oh, this oh, is actually kind of fascinating. These hack videos, man, they're crazy. Well, it's this dude, ETA Prime. Okay, I've, I've seen some of his stuff. Yeah. He's great. He's interesting. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, props to him. Yeah, good job. Um, Name dropping. <laughs> I I always pass along, uh, you know, the the positive word of the YouTube channels I actually like because I I've never indulged in less YouTube than I am right now. So right, uh, yeah, for sure. I I can't tell you the last time I watched a video that started with "You'll never believe who is Vince McMahon's favorite project right now." Like, <laughs> good old wrestle talk. Yeah, that's a good, I, that's a good wrestle talk impression. That's I just like him. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. I mean, I knew it was Wrestle Talk and not one of the other eighty British wrestling channels. So you know, well, you know, you. I'm not watching those other ones. Yeah, like right. I, I watch a Wrestle Talk like once in a great while. I but I it's watch- usually like, do you know when I watch Wrestle Talk? Yeah. Is when I watch a middling wrestling program. Yeah. And they're going to review it the next day. I'm like, am I in the right. wrong for thinking this was weird? Right. I won't need that anymore because there's crowds there. Right. Yes. So we can I'll know that. if I'm in the wrong because of how they feel. <laughs> because but, they're feeling weird. But for the last year and a half, I didn't have anybody else who to bounce That's these emotions fair. off of. It's, it's so fair. I had to turn to the Brits. It's fair. It's fair. And, and I will watch some Simon uh, from What Culture. I don't like What Culture Wrestling. I think all those people suck. But I like Simon. Simon. I like Simon when he ups the downs. Yes, That's when he does the ups and downs, he's a good time, and he seems time to be more, for the news. Time for the news. <laughs> yeah, I, God, that guy. But yeah, yeah, it's good time. Good time. But uh, yeah, uh, so uh, positives, I guess. This thing did ship. That's one thing that happened. It did. Uh, you know, it wasn't vaporware. It didn't. No one got hosed. No one got hosed. Other than it shipping to people, you know, shipping to retail before it shipped to backers was a bit of a mess. But it's an um, annoyance. It's an annoyance, and people still got it. There's a, but there was something to to to, to really bad for it. Uh, would you say another big one is that the game, the software wasn't great? I would probably put that on the on the on the downfall kind of platform there because you had Towerfall. Um, you had amazing frog and I think those were the only positive games that I can even think about this thing that were exclusive to this, right? Did that dragon cancer come out here or did that get moved to just PC? It's possible that dragon cancer did come out to that. Um, uh, that, that is, that is, that is possible that that came out there. I'm not sure, but. Uh, that is a super positive. Uh, 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 that's not a super positive game, but, <laughs> no, but a super positively reviewed game. That, yeah, people, yeah, people really enjoyed that one. I'm gonna look that up real quick and see if that was on the actual Ouya or not. Um, while you continue to talk about the it, Ouya. came out on the Ouya. I, I, okay. I found that it did. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I believe they are one of the people who pulled out of the uh, the game fund deal, though. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there was reasonably. Uh, you know, quality content on, on there, but like, you know, on some of this stuff can be slightly incorrect, but on the Wikipedia page for the Ouya itself, it says the best selling game uh, was Towerfall and it sold 7,000 units. Yeah. Yeah. Which Ow. upped significantly when it got 
when it lost its, you know, uh, exclusivity. Yeah, it's, and, it's gone on to sell like over a million units. Yeah, so right. just to give you a little, right. little bit of insight. Fall is massively successful now that it's on Steam and all other available platforms. PS4 and, and everything else. So, so yeah, um, they, they, they knew what they were doing uh, prior to that. But, uh, you know, like it, it, it's commendable to to like to to look at. Uh, some developers that were kind of on board with this thing that kind of wanted to like, Hey, here's a new format, a new platform to kind of kind of develop games in a different way for, for, for different technology. So uh, you can applaud it for a lot of reasons. Um, And, and, but like you said, like there, there might be some scammy stuff that's kind of behind it. That's probably locked behind legal doors, you know, a thousand legal doors between people. But um, you know, it, it, it's 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 weird. It's a weird little thing of of, of gaming history. And yeah, uh, so you know, there's there's a couple other issues that we haven't talked about here as well. Is that like this was a very small market um, mm-hmm. at its core uh, that rapidly filled with too many devices uh, because everybody at the same time when uh, when Ouya actually came out and their Kickstarter did so well, um, they announced what the specs were going to be. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, "What? Wait, just that bullshit from phones? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's enough. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. To make like two D stuff and emulation and NES mm-hmm. emulators and all that kind of stuff that they promised that was like you know gray markety kind of shit mm-hmm. um, was you know totally doable on these devices. I right. mean, yeah, is it going to be perfect FPGA? You know, frame to frame compare? No, no." Uh, but if you just if you want your kid to be able to play fucking Mario Kart from the SNES, like yeah, it'll be fine. Right. Um, so, so there was Game Stick and uh, B Box, I think it was called, and mm-hmm. you know the Nvidia Shield itself, which was coming along. Uh, you also were still coming out of the global economic downturn from 2009, 2013s, where things are starting to look bright again, and yeah, I said this before. When you're already looking at a hundred dollar Ouya or a four hundred dollar PlayStation Four, and then you look at what those two things are capable of, you're like, "Why would I buy this?" Yeah, and I'm a guy who buys a lot of bullshit. Yeah, right. you and buy a I lot of it and said, "Like, what the fuck?" Like, we had them sitting on shelves for months, and I'm like, "Why would I buy this?" Right. Yeah. I tried to find reasons when they were closing them out. I tried to find reasons to buy them, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. I never could. I don't own one. I've never owned one. Yeah, uh, I, I've played one, and that told me I never needed to own one. Right. Uh, it's you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I uh, here's a good example. I own all of those mini consoles. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Why they're built in with great emulation? They're easily moddable, mm-hmm. but the thing at the at the core of it, they have great controllers that feel just like they should and systems that are designed and look like the thing that I have a passion for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it, you know, what's going to happen? I've, I've been planning my home office downstairs and I'm just going to have like a couple of shelves that are full of all those mini consoles with their boxes and the controllers sitting next to them and stuff like that because I think they look fucking rad. Yeah. There, there's nothing rad about the look of an Ouya. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a salt shaker with a controller. Yeah, it looks like I was gonna say it looks like it looks like a table, like a, a kitchen table, um, 
or a, or a uh, a fidget a fidget device on a desk or something, you know, or a drink cart from an airplane. Yes, yeah, it's it's very you know, it's yeah. There's nothing to it. No, and I I think they had a good idea, um, and I I this is one of the things I do not think that 20 years from now there's going to be a big tell-all book and all the you know scintillating tales of well what happened with the Ouya. And because it's as clear as day why all this didn't work out. Right. It was too late to market. They gave, they showed too many of their cards before they ever went to market. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were too late to ship dev units. So there weren't enough original games. They didn't have that interface. This is something I didn't talk about. It is the slowest interface I have ever used. Yeah. In a device. Yeah. Uh, And they never fixed it. Yeah. And, (laughs) You know, and a bad controller, like, I think, I honestly think they should have shipped without a controller and just said, and use whatever Bluetooth controller you have. Because mm-hmm. uh, it just, I think if you got it with the controller, it was like $150. <laughs> and like, yeah, you yeah. can buy it by itself for 99 But like, I think most of the, I think the only way I ever saw it was with a bundle. Right. Yeah. Because they wanted 50 more fucking dollars out of you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I think the biggest failure is that they they weren't able to lock in enough cool exclusives mm-hmm. and they got shot dead in the fucking face about 30 days after they launched mm-hmm. when at that E3, when Sony came out and said their price point and then they had all those indie developers on stage yeah, mm-hmm. and laid it all out for you that, hey, we are the best place for indies to be. Yep. Yep. And absolutely. that shot them dead in the fucking face. Yeah. It was a uh, was contentious time, man. E- E3 would have those those shots across the bow all the time during that. At 20 I will say 2013 with uh uh the fucking uh game author like it, ever all the games having serial codes. Remember like before the Xbox 1 came out, you weren't going to be able to like trade games in cuz they were going to like lock to your system. Right. Like PC games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, fucking uh, PlayStation put together a video uh, for like an, it came out like 30 minutes after the press conference where Sony was, at, where Microsoft was explaining how all that worked. Yeah. And then, uh, so they had to take all this time to explain how you could share a game on the Xbox and they didn't even have all the details hammered out yet. It was a fucking nightmare. One of the many fucking Microsoft nightmares from that press conference. And then Sony had their video of how you ship games on PlayStation. And it just shows Adam Boy's handing, uh, I think it was Shu Yoshida, a disc. And he goes, that's how you share. And then the video ended. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it should fucking be. Huh. There uh, we go. But yeah. yeah, it was, uh, yeah. you know, and, and here we are seven years later and uh, most of these systems that are being sold don't have discs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sucks. Um, it, it's interesting just because like this one isn't really, uh, it is, it isn't seen as like a, a scam or even though you mentioned an article saying the scheme of, uh, of a free, the game of free, the gaming or whatever it was. There was uh, just one too many strings attached to it. Right. Sure. Sure. And, uh, I, I can understand it because, like you know, if you're you, it, 
it's a we it's a weird idea to kind of take this and do a different you know different thing and you know the uh, uh the stadia stadia was a different was a different format into something too it it kind of reminded me of the ouya in a few ways you know um you know uh, other than the fact that it's like it's cloud-based entirely there is no console you just have a controller yada yada you know um and uh it 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 it, it it invokes those same kind of feelings of like, of like, oh, they're trying something new. They're trying something to to uh, uh, reinvigorate the market with something different because the console wars are getting kind of stale. And uh, you know, this this was this was early early twenty tens. So you know, it's uh, it, it was a different time back then. You know, good lord, it's almost it's almost ten years ago. This thing was out, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, don't start thinking about it too much. You'll get bummed out. I know, right? It's crazy. Um, yeah, just just think, time's passing by. We're just passengers on it. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's the Ouya, Hoss. I think we did. I think we talked about the Ouya. I think we did, man. I, uh, I, I, I always want something to come out and be good. I don't think I've ever wished a device ill before, yeah. but you could tell pretty early on that uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think this is gonna be it, Chief. Yeah, you got you got to be honest about stuff, you know. It's, it's like yeah, it, it 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 is interesting because like uh, I I do love talking about these kind of failures though for some reason, and it's not for like a a giddy um you know uh, love of failure or anything. It is interesting to learn why something like this fails, you know, it's like, no, it's like and you can, well, I think that arms you so that you can hopefully avoid, yeah. uh, further trauma yeah. in the future yeah. is all right. So like I've bought a few things that turned out to be fucking blazing disasters. Yeah. Uh, and you know, other things that just proved to not be like, all right, so let's take the Xbox one, for example. Yeah. Um, I consider that to be like, an underwhelming affair mm-hmm. sure. Um, from pretty much start to finish, you know, like they couldn't even get that halo comp- uh, compilation, right? That company was in a weird space, man. Yes. Um, and then, you know, the Xbox one X, I feel like was just like kind of a triumph for them. Mm-hmm. But the problem was like, it was so late in the generation that like, you're not going to stem this tide. So it didn't really do anything for them yeah. other than like, well, it got their brand image back in a healthier position. Right. You know, it got people thinking that the Xbox is not an inferior platform anymore. It's like it yeah. had the better versions of the games there for the last couple of years. Right. Um, so the the Xbox One is something that's like, if you look at the first half of its lifespan, it's something that's seen as like pretty much, uh, you know, underwhelming. And then yeah. you've got things like the CDI or the video, yes. which are much more in realm with, you know, complete and utter failure. Yes. The 3DO being more successful than the CDI. Yes. Although we, I have to say this every time the CDI comes up, that was not actually pitched as a game console. That no. was a bonus. That was an interactive media machine for learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It happened to have the ability to play games. Yes, that's why that's why Nintendo would do business with them because yes. they weren't in a position to compete. Yes, and they um, were, and they were also pissed off at Sony. So, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's that's what you do when you've been wronged is you hop in bed with the next person. Right? Exactly, <laughs> the next person available. It's like I'll show them. 
We're gonna make Zelda, we're gonna make Zelda games. People are gonna love them. And this person's a part time magician. Oh God! To, uh, <laughs> to be fair, people do love those games in a certain way. They are all. I have a weird uh, appreciation. I won't say love. Yeah, I won't say love. A- appreciation. I'll say appreciation. Yeah. I the the only one that I truly hate of that is the Zelda one. That's like the top down, like real photo one. Like that one is just like unforgivable that garbage that, like, yeah unforgivable Is that track. wand of gamelon no that's the that's the other one that's the one that's like the the faces of evil i think it was just zelda's adventure is what that one was called and it's just abysmal just an absolute abysmal mess and again like we can get into that i would love to talk to cdi and just how that thing was just a mess and controller was made for interactive learning and not for gameplay and just, oh terrible terrible stuff um, but yeah, I, I love talking about these, 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 these dead console ideas. Uh, we'll get to the engage eventually engage will happen. Uh, <laughs> uh did, did I tell you what I did recently? Like, so, uh, if you have like love for your classic games, I would like, I recommend you not go to eBay and see what people are paying for them nowadays. Yes. Because it'll make you feel like you need to sell them because people are idiots. It's insane. Like the, the, the market is now insane at this point. And I guess it happens that, that I would love to talk about this too. Actually, what happens is you have that, that explosion of the market because the collectability goes up. Right. Um, then people start making their collections and they start hanging on to them in a, in a lot of ways. So you have that little glut, like right at the start, that's like kind of big. And then they just slowly start to go up a few years later after the big, this isn't slow collectathon. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like after the, not, not slow, but like after the big collectathon happens and then like a year or two later, it just like, it balloons insanely, uh, after that. I remember. Uh, when I moved out of my parents' place, um, uh, not that long ago, uh, well, it was a long time ago, but still, uh, when I moved out of my parents, um, you know, uh, uh, there were still a, you could still get copies of Super Metroid for ten dollars at a at a at a at a um, secondhand store, like secondhand game store, ten dollars for Super Metroid. No way you can get that now. I remember buying a Super Metroid for ten dollars. I didn't have a copy of it. I don't know what happened to my original, you know, SNES copy. If we ever had it, that might have been one that we just rented. Ten dollars I paid for that copy that I have right now. Uh, it was years ago, but you just couldn't get that anymore. Uh, there's just no way. Um, I wish. Yeah. You know, I uh, I think I might unload some of my collection. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Like, seriously, like, why wouldn't you? It's it's ridiculously inflated uh, to insane levels. Uh, you know, even even Contra's gone up. And that's ridiculous. Contra, for the longest time during the big boom of collecting. Dobbing in. Yeah. Well, yeah. And but even then, like, like during the collectathon, like it went up to like 30 bucks, which isn't insulting, but it's a game with millions and millions of copies. Why would it be thirty dollars? Like, it doesn't make any sense, you know, and, and again, it's it's just it's just what people will pay for it. Like, that's that's well, all collecting this. is. So, like, I actually started looking at stuff like, uh, oh, none of this stuff's going to be worth anything. Yeah. I'm looking up all the Shin Megami Tensei games for the PS2. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Because I have all of them. Right. I have some of them sealed. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Because t- because that new one just hit. Right. So obviously that's going to be, you know, take a bit of a, uh, it's coming out, right? The new Shin Megami Tensei and that coming out. Uh, well, Shin Megami Tensei is the 
five is coming out later this year. That's but what it is. Yeah. They did that HD re-release of Nocturne yes. for PS2. Nocturne. That I thought, one. all right, so that's going to make Nocturne worth nothing. No, Nocturne's worth more than ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It, it It's taking this weird, like, opposite rail that, like, magic cards take. Because when something gets reprinted, the price plummets. But now you get these re-releases, and it's like the original goes up. It's bizarre. Like it just game collecting is in a weird, weird place. And I don't, and I don't get it. Um, so yeah, sell your stuff, man. Absolutely. Get, get, get your paper. Like there's no reason to hang on if people are going to, uh, inflate the prices like this. Yeah. I just, I feel so weird. It's like, I had this whole view of like, you know, my basement being like part comics room, part like, you know, video game museum thing. And I'm like, fuck it, man. My kids won't give a shit about this. (laughs) They might sell it all, man. Yeah, they might. You know, it's a it's a cool thing. I can't I I liked all my dad's toys. You know, I I don't you you never seen my dad's room. But, uh, you know, he had he has a big collectible room with like toys and uh, uh, comics and stuff. And that was always cool to have. So I don't know. You know, it's interesting. But yeah, yeah. Get why not sell some of it? It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to like liquidate or anything, but there's definitely some stuff that like, if I don't love it, I think it's time to unload. <laughs> right? Like if, if it ain't Blaster Master, like just, uh, yeah. you know, it's, just take yeah, that if, thing if out. If it's not that copy of DuckTales 2 that I have. I yeah, mean. right. Don't sell any of those Famicoms until we can get that on like just us playing a bunch of Famicoms. Oh, games. no, I'm never getting rid of any of those. No, no, no. <laughs> We got to play battle strategist, whatever. Something uh, no, uh, amazing was it? Uh, <laughs> amazing, uh, amazing strategy technician or whatever. Yeah, it's like the most boring name ever. But it's uh, got a tank on the box. You're like, fuck does. yeah, yeah, tank. That's cool. I'm strategy uh, tanks. Yeah. So yeah, like the, the I've got a bunch of stuff that like I've been going through here lately, just in preparation for the game room, and I'm like, man. I got some fun shit that we can fuck with and then I can sell on it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I got that kick-ass like fucking Hello Kitty game that's kind of uh Windjammers. Oh yeah, you've told me about this. Yes. I want to yeah. I want to play that. That's interesting. That game kicks fucking ass. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I think that's going to do it for our episode, Haas. Uh, yeah, because talk- it looks like I need to go turn on AEW because John Moxley is stabbing Lance Lance Archer in the face with a fork. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember when Moxley was in WWE and he said, like, oh, I was just kind of tired of all that hardcore stuff. I didn't really like it all that much. And they, they told him to say that. <laughs> no, it's like it's very clear that he was directed to say that because immediately when it goes to AEW, he's putting Kenny Omega through a barbed wire table. It's like, yeah, this is we very clearly have gone taking you back home, son. So, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely uh, <laughs> I definitely get a vibe, though, that like when he goes goes home, that he now has a child and a wife. I'm pretty, yeah. How many times do you think he's heard the phrase? We talked about this, John. John, <laughs> we've talked about this, John. John, <laughs> like you don't need to do this stuff anymore. It's like, but I like it. It's really cool. <laughs> that's my John Moxley uh, <laughs> talking to Renee. Uh, but that's <laughs> the only way he talks to Renee. Uh, that's going to do it, guys. Thanks for being. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can check out Video Destruct at VideoDestruct.com. 
at destinationcomics.com slash DNN and the DNN Network. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Video Destruct. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Hoss underscore buddy. That's H-O-S-S underscore B-U-D-D-Y. Uh, talk about comics and video games. I'm actually doing a giveaway right now. Yes. So I'm uh, almost to 250 uh, followers. Yeah. Uh, taking me a while to get back up there. I uh, basically completely rejiggered my uh, my face, my my Twitter uh, uh, over the course of the last year. So I was up to around 200 people and I was down to like 80 people, but they were people I actually like talking to. Right. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm up to, as of this recording, like 225. Uh, so basically, uh, I'm going to have two winners. One person is going to get that. The first person is going to get their choice whether they want comics mm-hmm. uh, or video games. Right. Uh, and the, the video games are PC codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a copy of Control, uh, nice. our 2019 game of the year. Yeah. Also, XCOM uh, Chimera Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a game that nearly made our top 10 list last year, which I really enjoyed. Yes. Uh, and the other winner will get a uh, uh, volume of the new 52 Batman volume seven Endgame, the big mm-hmm. uh, return of the Joker storyline where he peels off his stapled on face. Yes. Spoilers, but it's on the cover. Also an issue of infinite frontier. Uh, number two, mm-hmm. the current uh, mini series that's going on right now. It actually, uh, it was going to just be that Batman book, but I ended up with two copies of that in my pull and felt bad about giving it back after I paid for it. So guess what? It's going to be yours. <laughs> there it's you go. bagged and boarded, motherfucker. Bagged and boarded, <laughs> baby. And the, uh, the Batman uh, Volume 7 is still sealed. Uh, there so you it's go. a cover uh, book. So yeah, it's it's just kind of like a nice way to give back for people being yeah. cool to me on Twitter and stuff. And yeah. uh, a little uh, act of kindness for the community. So all you got to do is uh, go to my profile at Hoss underscore buddy. Check out the pinned tweet and do what it says to do. And uh, you'll be entered to win. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, good time. Go check out Haas and, and get those prizes. Follow him on Twitter. It'll be a good time. Uh, but that's going to do it, guys. That's it. We're out of time. We got to go. Yeah.